Good morning. Good morning. Our first morning episode. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut Podcast. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Master Distiller Sean Rigsby. And you know, we're we're privileged enough to have our first female guest, Moonshiner Casey, winner from the, the mead episode. If you don't know what mead is, it's wine made with honey, and it's amazing. <laughs> so, thanks for being here. Hey, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely. It's our pleasure. And I don't really agree with seeing Sean this early, but you know, I take it for what it is. <laughs> He's got a smile. You, you usually if you see me this early eat or, or I can't even talk right now. If you see me this early, we're doing something else. <laughs> Right. Oh man, yeah, you're, you're heading off to work, and I'm getting started, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm calling you at noon, like I broke something. <laughs> right. All right, it's, it's early morning. Uh, what you drinking on, Sean? That's a weird looking bush light apple. Yeah, well, I got a. I don't know. I just gotta get my coffee first. This is my coffee. Oh. This is from Mountain Dew. And I don't have any Mountain Dew, so. So you, you're a morning coffee drinker? No, this is my coffee. Oh, okay, Casey, yeah. morning coffee drinker? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. <laughs> so, like, how do you wake up without coffee? Like, I, I can't do it, man. I'm just not a coffee guy. Yeah. I, I decided for vodka this morning. <laughs> Can't be hung over if you're not if you sober up. So that's <laughs> water. <laughs> water early this morning. No, uh, I, was, I wasn't sure if that was high rock or what. <laughs> no, that's all gone. I already drank all that. I got to go down and get another bottle. So I'm blaming. I'm going to. Nice, nice. All right, well, just pick me up one. Save me a trip. Well, I mean, when we go down there, you know, in <laughs> July or June or whatever. I thought it was March. I don't, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Anyways, yeah. good morning. Good. <laughs> Man, I didn't think it'd be this rough of a start this morning, Sean. Should have prepped yeah, a little more, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, Casey, tell us about a little bit about yourself. Well, um, <laughs> what do you want to know specifically? <laughs> uh, where you started, what got you, what got you started in it? Um, um, well, where you're from, kind of thing. I'm from Houston. I'm from Texas. Um, we don't have a whole lot of moonshiners around here. Honestly, um, I know two and I'm one and my dad's the other one until, you know, the whole master distiller thing. Um, I started, you know, I'm going on my decade, my 10 years now, right after I got back from Iraq. Um, you know, I was having some issues taking care of some stuff and, you know, I discovered running and then it just became something that I could focus on again. And, you know, it, it, it was you know, something that I just got into to, to, I guess, meditation, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that. And, um, it just kind of took off from there. You can have, you know, relaxing properties, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're patient, you're waiting, you're just, you're just relaxed. And then, you know, the longer the run goes, the more buzzed up I usually am. So (laughs) that that keeps me nice and even killed. (laughs) Surprisingly, I don't, I don't drink. And I don't even drink like during the run. Um, I used to a lot. And then when I was in Iraq, I got, you know, sick over there and I came home and did have some really bad stomach issues. So when I put alcohol on it, it kind of sets it on fire. Mm. So I guess in turn for me not being able to, the fact that I could produce something that could make that somebody else could drink for me, you know, that, that kind of helped me out a little bit. So Makes you feel nice when you hand somebody yeah, a jar, yeah, yeah. and and you know they give you good honest feedback, and you and like realistically the face tells you everything. You know, you see somebody's face when they taste something, it tells you everything that that their words aren't going to tell you because a lot of people will lie to you in person because you know they don't want to hurt your feelings and it's it's kind of different. But the face tells you everything you need to know. So when that face lights up, you know, and when it's oh man, you you just know like oh yep, I need to do something different. So. Oh, really well, cool. for sure. For sure. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I don't taste because like I know what it tastes like, yeah. you know, so I know if it's going to be bad or not. But that, you know, whenever they take that jug, that tug, if it's like that tear in the eye or that, you know, it's, you, yeah, you I always know. like 
I always like the uh, the look on people's faces when they're really expecting some rock gut shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they try it, and they're like, "Ooh, this is good." Mm, like yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have I have some real picky people um, that taste for me, if that's whatever you want to call it. And um, you know, I watch their face very carefully, and sometimes they'll like turn their nose up because it's moonshine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll watch them for a little bit and they pour that little, that little bit at first and taste it, you know, and then when their second time the pour comes around, you know, it's a heavier pour. So then I'm like, yeah, I got you. They know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, what's, uh, your favorite thing to make? Liquor. That's the best answer I've heard. Straight liquor, I mean, no matter what it is. I mean, it don't matter. I mean, good liquor, obviously, but you know, in the end, it's pretty much. I mean, okay, there's some things that I like and some things that I don't like. Like, honest to God, I don't like making a sugar wash or sugar mash. I don't like it. It's messy. It stinks. And to me, like, if I'm going to do something, I might as well just do corn. You know what I mean? So I don't like doing stuff like that. But in the end, what is what? What do we want at the end? We want alcohol at the end, right? So, you know, whatever I want to put in, as long as I get alcohol, liquor in the end, that's, that's fine with me. That's all that matters. As long as it comes, <laughs> yeah. as long as it comes good at the end. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, post, I don't like post distillation stuff so much, like all the adding all the flavors and sugars and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, everything pre, I, you know, I, I like anything. You're clear with flavor. That's the magic. You know, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. What, like, like, you make a good jar of brandy and you hand somebody a jar of brandy and they taste it and they look at you and they say, What'd you put in this? And it's like, Love, love, <laughs> love. I put love. love in that. I didn't mix anything Time. afterwards. There's mm-hmm. no sugar, there's no, there's no glycerin, there's no after flavoring. Everything that you're getting is all done with love through the distillation, mm-hmm. and that's the magic. Mhm, mhm, and, and you know some people don't understand that, and and I think it, I get to laughing when I hear people overcomplicating this and wanting to put this mm-hmm. and do this, and I just kind of sit back and laugh because you know I'm one of those people. I love to overcomplicate stuff, and I think this is one of the reasons why I love Run and Shine so much is because it's complicated, but yet it's simple. You got to kiss. You got to keep it simple, stupid. And I think like the more simple you you can keep it, the better it comes out. Like I'm not saying don't flavor. But, you know, don't add all this extra crazy stuff that nobody knows really what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yep. Keep it simple. Keeps it delicious. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It does. So do you prefer uh, grain over, say, brandy or vice versa? Well, <clears throat> if you're drinking it, not making it, if you're drinking it. If I'm drinking, um, well, if I'm going to drink, I, I don't really like anything high proof. I like my stuff a little bit lower proof. Um, but if I'm going to drink it, I prefer a brandy. Nice. Brandy yeah. for the win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going we're, we're to dedicate a whole show to why brandy's better than, than corn. <laughs> well, I mean, and the because only reason. It. That's why. Right, the, right. And the only reason why I even have the opportunity to make a brandy is because I have some pear trees. So if I didn't have the trees, I don't even know if I could make brandy because fruit around here is so super expensive to get. Even mm-hmm. if you know somebody or even if you're going to like farmer's market to get like, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the junk fruit, it's still going to cost you an arm and a leg. So I make my brandy from my own own pear trees. Yeah, I've, I've made some pear brandy, all pears, and what a task straining them. What a task <laughs> filtering those, those pears out. They were... <laughs> I was covered <laughs> and then I figured out an easier way to do it. It's just, you know, when you deal with fruit, man, that's, that's the biggest labor and that is straining that fruit. If you don't have, you know, big conical fermenters or anything like that. The worst part for me was picking it. <laughs> you gotta shake, you gotta shake the tree with your truck and have the kids pick them up off the ground. Well, no, actually, um, I get in the front end, you know, the bucket of a front end loader, and then I trust my driver enough to put me 20, 30 feet in the air, and then I just start raking them in the bucket. Yeah, and I'd I could be get dead if I done that. 
I mean, I'm fighting, I'm fighting bees and wasps. That's, you know, that's that's the worst part about it. I can get, I can rake in about 250 pounds in five minutes if I'm if I'm quick enough. <coughs> you all right over? Yeah. <laughs> she talked about being in a bucket and the water went down the wrong air pipe because I pictured myself up there pecking bears and falling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely not my my deal. No more than about three inches off the ground I go because falling's not the hard part. It's landing. It's landing. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so I got a question. Do you have a story of when moonshine almost killed you? Or or, or a really good moonshine story? You know. Yeah. At all. We, lo- we love we love story time, and it's Saturday morning, so this might as well be reading Rainbow. And <laughs> we, yeah, we want to hear stories on Saturday morning. I got a bowl of cereal around here somewhere. Okay, um, yeah, but it doesn't. It's not really more about me. It's more about the person that was with me. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine okay. with us. It, it's always better when it's somebody else too. Like, man, he got lucky. I almost got him. <laughs> well, no, this one's actually kind of a sweet story. Like y'all nice. may not want to hear it, but oh, we want to hear of it. Sweet... Okay, it'll be a nice so... change up. <laughs> so it involves my grandmother. Uh, <clears throat> I had a run, and it was a pretty big run. Um, you know, it was about a two-hour run away, and my grand it was to my grandmother's side of town. You know, it was. <clears throat> her side of the family and she knew where I was going. She knew what I was doing. She knew how much I had. She knew everything. So it's not like I'm hiding anything from her. And at the very last minute, she's like, can I go with you? I said, what? She's like, yeah, I want to go with you. Nice. So, yeah. So, you know, and that that's, that's, I guess that's, that's the best part about it. It's like, you know, we're committing basically <clears throat> a felony and I have my 80 something year old grandmother sitting shotgun with me That's crossing awesome. multiple county lines. Like I, you know, when you get down to the, get down to the technicalities yeah. of it, like, you know, I'm, my, I'm committing, you know, crimes and my grandmother's riding shotgun. So. That's, that's, an, that's an amazing memory. I love that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's memory. A, it is. What an amazing memory, you know. <laughs> so you know, when you if your kids kids are older and and they they get the bug and they want to you know learn how to distill and things like that, and then you could tell them that story about how how Granny was riding shotgun while you had while you was running liquor. You know, like what an awesome story. He he knows. <laughs> 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 he, he knows because he told me by he told her by at the same time nice. that's awesome yeah. so it's he's i've got my yeah, there he is right there hey bubba i've got the third generation you know working on the third generation right now that's awesome mm-hmm. now do they see i mean do they have a lot of interest in it i mean Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He has. He he helps me out. He does. You know, he's learning it, and he puts labor into it. He does. He's my muscle sometimes. You know, awesome. he helps me haul. He helps me haul sugar, load load buckets, load bottles. You know, stuff like that. That's awesome. So, are you a um, what what type of yeast are you? Are you a wine yeast person? Do you like daddy? Do you like bread? Do you, I mean, I like daddy. I started with bread yeast, you know, probably just like everybody does, but I, I like daddy. Um, cause it's not a turbo, you know, turbo's mm. horrible, but it's to me, it's just a good overall yeast. And, you know, if you want to go in different routes and, you know, go different ways with yeast, that's fine. But I think daddy's a good overall way to start, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, it does a lot. It does a lot. It does. And then, yeah, and, you know, add, add a couple of nutrients and, and you're good to go with just about anything. Yeah, that daddy, I guess it, it's more of a, um, I mean, it tolerates more yeah, it's, ABV than what, say, mm-hmm, bread and yeast would. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a strong, it's a strong strain, just like EC1118, you know, it's, it'll handle almost anything you throw at it. And, uh, it's, it's a great distiller's yeast, especially for, you know, beginners. You see a lot of beginners using it. And yeah. Then, and, yeah. And it's got a higher temperature too. Like you got to raise that temperature to kill it, mm-hmm. you know, unlike, unlike some, some of them. Which I yeah. think is 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 a really good buffer. Yeah, yeah, I think that day that pitch is like ninety five to one hundred five is is what you pitch at somewhere in there. But you, it's a really high pitch. 
one one twenty. One twenty. Yeah, you can oh, you can man. go about one twenty, one thirty. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm gonna bread these guys. <laughs> Let it get cold. Dump it on there. there. <laughs> It's 30 I, per- degrees, dump it in there. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a few more I, days to work. Yeah. yeah. I, I try to keep it under 110, but, yeah, you can go you can go as high as 120, and you'll be nice. okay. But, you know, even if you don't, you just got some nutrients for the next round anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. What, what, what was the term? Zombie yeast. I Who's feel like it? I've heard that before. Oh, t- uh, tater, right? That's, that's a tater thing. <laughs> the old zombie yeast. <laughs> I had, give, I had to give old Tater a shout out this morning. You know. All right. What's that, Tater? Uh, he's a piece of shit. But anyway. <laughs> we, we digress. It's weird seeing the sunlight in the background, Sean. Like, I'm not used to having the sunlight up while we're doing a podcast. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm going to have to. This feels like a, a McDonald's breakfast type of morning. I'm not used to this. So, Sure as it is for us. My, uh, my kids used to be interested in the distilling part um, till they got teenagers, and then they're like, <laughs> "You're weird. Don't look at me." <laughs> but didn't they? Did, didn't they have their friends like, "Hey, my dad makes some stuff. Instead of drinking that crap, let's drink some of this stuff." No, they just you know the kid. My kids are all like, "Oh, my dad's you know, YouTube famous. My dad's TikTok famous." Or and then you got one kid who don't want to tell nobody because he's seventeen. He don't want his friends to know. So it's it's different when they get a little older, you know. It's you're you're weird. Don't look at me. Can I have some money? <laughs> well, uh, well, all that now that I find out, you know, some odd years later, now I find out, you know, my dad's been making it forever. And if I would have known then, I would have been asking him instead of you know going to the corner and buying some junk off the you know. Off the off the shelf that I have to because I ain't got no choice. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, um, your dad, like, what's his kind of history? You know, how did he get started? Um, <clears throat> I'm not exactly 100 sure how he got started. Probably just something to do. But I know how he conti- why he continued to make it. Uh, he was married to this woman at the time and just the fact with him making it would piss her off. So <laughs> the more he, ma- you know, they're not married anymore, but the more he made it, the more pissed off it made her. So it was a win-win. So, and, you know, he just continued on and then, you know, got bigger still, got bigger equipment and just kept on going from there. And That's how it goes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then brought like- me, then brought me into it and, you know, double trouble. But that's something really cool, though, that actually, you know, I missed out. Well, my dad didn't do it, but I think that'd been, you know, really cool to be able to experience that, you know, with a parent. It, it, it is. It is. But, you know, my dad, you know, we're really close. We're friends. Like, so it's it's more with, like, my friend running than, mm-hmm. you know, somebody over me, this, this. And, and you know what? We're, oh, we yeah. have totally different, totally different looks on it, too, which I think is funny. You know, being with somebody that has a different style can have its benefits it could also have its issues because you know you can clash <laughs> over some things but it's nice to see things from a different point of view luckily, yeah. luckily when he knows i'm making a mistake or i know he's making a mistake we just kind of be like okay whatever do you think <laughs> do your thing I'm, I'm just watching i'm just watching get my popcorn i'm watching let's see how this plays yeah. out before i uh-huh. say anything so uh-huh yeah because sometimes you may want to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a, or do you like to run, say, a pot still, a thumper still, or with a thumper, vodka plates, or what's your? Uh, I, well, I unfortunately have not had the opportunity to run a vodka still yet. Um, I love a no. pot still. Why? <laughs> you just lose a lot of flavor. Hey, oh I'm, well, see there again. I'm, it depends on it depends on what I'm running what it after. for too. Yeah, what what I'm after. There are certain things that I want that 180 proof for, mm-hmm. you know. And then mm-hmm. there's some things that that I don't. Um, I prefer, you know, honestly, like you know, just straight without a thumper. And then I discovered a thumper, and there's a whole lot you can do with it. But if you kind of want to look at it in a way, oh my gosh, I'm going to get crucified for this one. It's almost. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's almost cheating. Even though I love cheating, I love cheating. I found out that I love cheating. But you know, because like you had that extra step to add something else into it versus coming straight out of the pot. And so just do, but don't, oh. I love running it. I love yeah. running a thumper. I love running, you know, flavoring jars. I love everything that I can add into it in the distillation process. So yeah. just because yeah. it's cheating don't mean I don't do it. See, I, I don't see it as cheating. You know, th a thumper is like adding a, a chip in your sports car to get 20 extra horsepower, you know, like why yeah. not? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's not factory, you know, it's not hey. stock. Eh, we all need a little upgrade every now and then, you know. Hey, so. hey, I'm all, hey, like I said, I'm, okay, I'm the biggest cheater in the world. Then, so. Now, um, before before you started using a thumper, would you do stripping runs and then a spirit run, or you just uh? What was that? What was all that stuff? You know, I had no idea what that was. So no, uh, I just ran straight nice. into the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> straight into One the jar. Hey, if, yeah, yeah. If you're making good good quality stuff, then you know, one run and done single arms all you need. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, I didn't know know any of that stuff when I was first running. None of that stuff came until afterwards. So when you when I first started, I was yeah. lucky if it came out, you know, clear-ish. You know, it was it yeah. green or blue or some other color like that, you know. Well, then, 10 years ago, there wasn't this wealth of information where you could just see what other people are doing and, and be like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> I think I want to try that. It, it wasn't there. You know, like mm -mm. I said, you knew two people, you know, you and dad. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if, if dad didn't know anything about it, how are you supposed to know anything about it? So, mm -mm, mm -mm. We had, a you know, a lot of people go, well, I learned this on the Internet. You didn't have a book. Well, I had a book that he gave me and he got it for like a recipe. I read two pages and like tossed it in the drawer. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I'm all about, you know, books and reading yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. This just wasn't this type of hobby or that type of thing mm -hmm. that you can do this with. Yeah, I know. I jumped right into it when I did. And uh, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a disaster. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have some time in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, I hey, mean, but you you yeah. came a long you came a long ways. Like you learned a lot from that, right? Uh, yeah. Or I get lucky all the time, I guess. <laughs> you can only get lucky so many. Every, so many times. Sometimes you got to be like, yeah, I might know what I'm doing a little bit, just a little bit. I don't not, can't say a whole lot, but can't get lucky all the time. You sure as hell don't get lucky all the time. I know that. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> so, I got. I got lucky once. We'll go with that. Hey, that's right. All, that's all it, <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes. So. Uh, but uh, tell us uh, about your experience on Master Distiller. You went on there and um, you you won the meat episode, which mm -hmm. that was you know I love I love honey honey wine. You know I love a, a mead shine. I call it bumble shine. You know when you take a meat and distill it. So tell us your experience about, you know, what you learned and just the whole thing. Well, um, I learned that Master Distiller is really not about going on there and showing what you really know. It's more about going on there and seeing what you can learn. Um, and, you know, I, I see all the time about, oh, I would go on there and I do this and I do that. Yeah you have a plan and you stick yeah. with it, but you really don't expect to learn as much as you do. And yeah. I don't necessarily mean, you know, about liquor or this and that, but about yourself and other people and communities. And well, to me, it just opened up, you know, a whole nother world to me that I didn't even know existed. And it made me kind of solidify the fact that this is what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing here. And, um, you know, I learned, I learned a lot when I went, you know, and then I learned, you know, technical stuff that I didn't know. I learned some technical terms that I didn't know. And it was a really great experience for me. And, you know, win or lose what I took away, you know, it's, it's always going to be there. And I met, you know, some fantastic people along the way. And I've met some not so fantastic people along the way. But um, overall, it was a learning experience for me. And, you know, anybody that wants to do it, I think that's the first thing that you should you know think about is 
when I go or if I go, what can I learn? What can I learn about myself? What can I learn about other people? You know, what can I learn? And <clears throat> that it's emotional. Like the, I don't know about you, Sean, but for me, like the whole thing was an emotional process for me. From, Sean, you know, Sean was drunk most of the time. So <laughs> his emotion was hung over. <laughs> the first round I was, I was very, very hung over. Well, I mean, from the time I got the phone call, you know, it was it was just a lot for me, Um, you know, because I kind of live a sheltered life, you know, you know, housewife, house mom, whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't I grocery shop, you know, this is this is my job. So, you know, kind of sheltered. And then I get out and, you know, experience this and just learn that there's so much so much out there that there's so much around this culture that, you know. It's kind of yeah, amazing. See, I learned a lot about bourbon mm, and wood okay. when I was down there filming um, because I don't generally care for it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really care, you know. And uh, But just the people that was with, I mean, you know, you get down there, you're with people that run decent-sized distilleries. Mm-hmm. yeah well you know, you you know. see the other th- the other side of the spectrum you know whether that's what you're used to being around or not well you know <laughs> i really felt comfortable because i didn't run in a big distillery oh yeah know? because i don't have those tools like honestly my most high-tech tool is my hydrometer you know that's all you need that's all you need <laughs> That's all you really like. I have I have thermometers, you know, I have sensors, I have, you know, I, I run an electric pot, but those numbers on there, they change every run. Like I don't, you know, focus on having that those same numbers every time because it's not gonna happen. It, it, it seems like when the show it's the people that come from the big distilleries that don't have a lot of experience with say 20 gallon small pots and, and small mashes, you know, it could be a bit of a struggle learning going down, you know, going down from uh, push thousand gallon pots and, and huge mashes. And so it's, it's definitely got a different step to it, you know, as far as the, the small runs as opposed to yeah. big giant I guess, distilleries. I guess I got lucky because um, that setup that we have was actually the second setup that I ran. My first was an eight gallon pressure cooker. And then the, my second was almost that exact same setup from the thumper to everything. And then I, you know, have a bigger one now, but going back to that small one, honestly, it kind of like, I don't know, it was Zen for me. It brought me back to kind of where I was and I felt totally at ease running it. I felt like I was back home, you know, so I felt like I had a little bit of a little bit of of an advantage, but, you know. On on the flip side of that, if they were like, okay, well, we're going to change it up this year, guys, or this time, guys, we're going to run, you know, a thousand times pop. (laughs) You got to make the mash for a thousand <laughs> gallons, you know. Okay, okay, so I can do of, that. I can do well, that. so many people would struggle though because upscaling that, you know, sometimes can be a little bit different as opposed to what it would be for a fifty gallon. Well, you use multiply instead of divide, but well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean... it, it's too early for those big words. <laughs> it's too early for those big words. But you know, like like you know, Sean can ferment a fifty gallon drum with no problem, but he couldn't ferment mm-hmm. ten five gallon buckets save his life. No, and yeah. And why? I don't know. It's just that's just him. I don't know. Really. Like, <laughs> well, I couldn't do a five gallon bucket and save my life either. <laughs> <laughs> who does five gallon? Honestly, oh, that's something. Who honestly? Who does five gallon buckets? Um, even if you run a five gallon, still let's go up a little bit higher. That's what I always tell people. They you go to the, they go to the brew store and they get them six and a half gallon fermenting buckets. And I'm like, dude, just get you a twenty gallon trash can because after you make that first mess. That first mess when it just pours over and you lose half your mash and you pull a hooch and get weed yeah. all over your 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 bed your bathroom floor, you're gonna be like, damn, I should have just had this in a twenty gallon can. I wouldn't have had this problem. So. Right, and then and then you're set up for two or three runs already. So yep. that's why I always tell people that have keg stills, you know, just get a fifty gallon barrel, yeah. run it a few times mm-hmm. and be done with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> One one big mash, you know, one big mash. So that and I, I noticed early on because you know we was on them little little ones and and I was all about six and a half gallon ferment buckets when I first started. 
And it's like, well, this one ain't never done when this one is. And I started them at the same time. Like this one <laughs> took a week longer. So here I'm waiting another week. And, and so just put it all in one big thing and let it all work together. You know, you're going to get a, it's going right. to work a lot better together than mm-hmm. it will in a bunch of little parts. It's going to come together in the end anyways. Exactly. So have you ever made two separate mashes, mixed them together in a pot and ran it? I have. I have. Of course we have. I mean, it doesn't mean it's good, but yeah, I've done that. Um, it to me, I mean, it's to me, it just seems like a little extra step. Mm-hmm. It, but then again, it also depends on what you're going for too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the uh, speak going back to vodka. That's what uh, Thomas. He was on my episode. Mm-hmm. That owns a Delta Dirt Distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he does. He ferments corn and then he ferments uh, sweet potatoes separately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he makes them, and I'll tell you, it's the, it's a vodka, but you can, you, the characteristics of sweet potatoes are definitely there. And he said mm-hmm. he runs it through 20 plates. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you've tasted it easy. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's real good. Yeah. You, um, that was that sweet potato vodka I tried at one time at your house, wasn't it? Yep. You know, um, sweet potato vodka is also called soju, by the way. Soju. Soju, yeah. It's, it's, it's Korean vodka. It's called soju. Nice. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so a little bit. A little bit of a nerd. Huh. So going back to your experience on uh, Master Distiller. Yeah. So you won. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when is? Have you heard when your recipe's coming out? No. Have you? <laughs> oh, this, shots this fired! A, yes, about, shots fired. <laughs> Casey's my, my, my Casey's my new favorite guest. Shots fired. Huh? Unfortunately, you knew what you was walking yourself into there, Sean. You knew that. I don't know why you asked that. Yeah, why not? Uh, I was really hoping she was going to be like, oh, they said it's coming out uh, next month. I was really hoping that was coming, but it didn't. Um, (laughs) I haven't even gotten a phone call. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. A few years, but. uh, Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you know. Next next question. Next question. Uh, (laughs) um, So, who was your favorite judge? Uh, uh, Out of the three main. Out of three main? No, no, no pressure. No pressure, huh? Tell us who you well, like the best. <laughs> so they all have their um, yeah. personality traits. Um, but I, gosh, I'd probably have to say Digger because Tim, well, let's just say Tim is Tim. And <laughs> Mark, he's just super sweet and digger is just an ass so you know what you see is what you get you know and probably probably digger because you know you can you can throw a hard ball and he'll throw a hard ball back at you nice yeah that's fair yeah 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 i do agree (laughs) so what 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 are your uh plans from here on out i mean are you wanting to step on the other side of the fence and go legal or We'll see. Um, I've actually, there's a distillery, a good friend of mine. His name is Tom Fleming. He's out of Louisiana. He's got a distillery now. Oh, and he's a veteran too, just like, and his partner's a veteran. Um, they went legal and they have a distillery open up on the fourth. And, you know, I'll be going out there. Oh, and Troy will be going out there, my competitor. And um, Frank Hicks will be there too. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to go out there and, you know, see what the legal side is about. Cause of course I would love to open up my own, but I want to see, you know, take a test drive and see what the whole legal side is about before I jump feet first and spend all this money that I don't have yet and see if that's something that I really want to do. If I want to stay on this side or, 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 you know, see how it goes. Of course I would love to be legal and love to have, you know, my label, not necessarily my face, but, you know, my label on the shelf with my alcohol in it, you know, for my distillery and have, you know, share it with other people, you know, but if, 
the funds and you know the responsibility is there i may just work with people yeah. you know and, yeah. and see the, how that goes the time the time that it's going to take you know mm-hmm. that, that you have to put in to get it to where it needs to be you know that could be it could be a daunting task to be like oh man i gotta spend 12 hours a day on this as opposed to you know yeah spend- and and honestly, what it boils down to is, of course, I would love to own my own. But, you know, whenever you start owning stuff, you have paperwork and you have that part. And I don't really want to deal with that part. I want <laughs> to stick with, you know, making the liquor because that's what it's all about for me. That's just what got me started. And if running it takes me away from that and owning it takes me away from that, then that's not the route that I want to go. I want to stick with making my recipes and the fermentation process and the distillation process. You know, I want to be mama from there to end. I don't want to be mama and push it off on somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that would be my ideal part. Like, look, man, I run the distilling part. That's my part. Like <laughs> I run the stills. I make the mash. I make the liquor, you know, and then your part is everything else. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you got the time and the energy for that. I don't like, I just want to make liquor. That's all I want to do. And if I can't do that, then I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, mm-hmm. and then like um, here in Ohio, they have a, they're trying to pass a new law called SB 13 that allows every person in Ohio to make up to a hundred gallons of distilled liquor per person of 21 or older in your household. So like, yeah, yeah, per year. Okay. So like, you know, for like like Sean, him and based on him and his his wife, girlfriend, um, they uh they can make two hundred gallons a year, you know. And shit, I just got a whole lot of roommates. <laughs> you you do. Hey, kids ain't gotta move out when they're eighteen now. They can stay here as long as they want. <laughs> As long as you're out there in front of that pot. That's right. And, you know, and, and, and they, they had written it to where you're allowed to share it with your friends. You're allowed, you're, you're, you're allowed to mail it within the state. And it's like, dude, if they allow you to make 100 gallons at home per person with no, you know, obviously you can't sell it. But still, just if you do it for the love of it and just to give to your friends, it's like, man, I'm all for that. And yeah, right. be filling barrels and everything. You know, I don't really like it, but. You know, and then you start thinking, like, man, I wonder how much I'd have to trade for a new Jeep since I can't sell it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that'd be frowned upon. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding on that part. <laughs> but you know, it, barter, it barters well. Yeah, it does. Because um, I know um, Missouri they they have that they have that uh they have that law. Alaska has that law allows you to make a hundred gallons a person per household. And I'm just like, so I wonder though, will Will the federal kind of turn their head, like you know, do with pot? Because yeah, that's that's what I was. Everybody was talking about it. How they're like, oh well, you know, it'll still be illegal federally. And they're like, man, you know, you can drive up to Michigan and buy buy marijuana on almost every street corner. So I'm sure that they'll look at it like that. Like, man, that ain't worth our time. That ain't worth our time. Unless you know you got a big operation and you're just selling it and making a ton of money off of it, then you're gonna bring unwanted on you because somebody's not getting their cut and that's what it's right right the biggest og comes shake you down yep when when the man ain't getting his cut and you're making money that's when there's a problem if Mm -hmm. you ain't making no money they don't care Mm -mm. yeah but it's for your safety remember that always always yeah they always have your best interest in mind and they're always looking out for what's best for you so don't, don't get right. it mixed up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and themselves <laughs> at the same time. But uh, so anyway, uh, I gotta ask. You know, my uh, on my episode there was three contestants, mm-hmm. and I believe on yours there was only two, right? That is correct. Okay, that's a little different. I was, yeah. I was, I'm I'm sure she can't go in as why you know like. Right, right. But uh, let's just say there was only two people qualified enough to make mead on Master Distiller. <laughs> well, about that, how how was the animosity with you and um, Troy? Oh, Troy, yeah. I mean, like, was it was there any there? Were you guys? No, you know, I, well, not with me, and I don't think there was with him. Well, that's I with Troy. It was it was different. We automatically had a bond. Because we're veterans. And honestly, if it wasn't for Troy, I don't really know if I could have gotten through it the way I got through it. Because 
believe it or not, he was like a buffer for me with the like, you know, you know how, you know, stuff gets to going on and you just need to step back for a few seconds. And Troy was that person for me, Um, you know, and, you know, the whole veteran thing, you know, that that had a lot to do with it, too. And I, I never felt like I was in competition with Troy. I always felt like we were just two shiners, you know. Yeah. running the whole time you know sitting back passing a blunt not really, <laughs> you know sitting back you know passing a jar having a cigarette here you know whatever that's how I felt it was you know like we were outside underneath the moon running and we've been doing it together yeah. for years so I've, met, was, I've met Troy uh, I believe it was a year before that I, was, I uh, saw those pictures of y'all together I was like oh shit <laughs> You know, he was such a nice guy. He came up, was talking, and, and uh, he messaged me. He's like, hey, man, I got picked. I'm like, for what? And he's like, Master still? I'm like, no shit. Ah. You know? And Troy's just a good dude. Oh, good he dude. is. He is. And I, I can't wait to see him again uh, on the 4th. I think it'd be... You know, I think it'd be pretty cool that, you know, both him and I are there together. Again. Yep. Awesome. Not going to yeah. lie. I was pulling for Troy. Oh, well. Because I knew, because I knew him, you know. Because <laughs> you knew him. Because you knew him. I, yep. But, you know, oh, well. it's, things happen the way they do. Yeah, you know? they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it was, it was fantastic running with Troy. It, it really was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, he, he, Troy is that person that when there is a lull in the conversation, he's, he's there to pick it up. There's always something to talk about with Troy, you know, with me, not, not so much with him. Yeah. There's always something. I could see how, you know, just, just you and one other person doing that show together pretty much from beginning to end, you know, because it's just you two. So you don't have to worry about around, you know, I could see the, the camaraderie really being there after spending so much time and learning from each other and, and just being there. And then, like you said, having the military background and having the love for moonshine, you already, you're already intertwined with that person. You already have lots of things in common and it's just, you know, different aspect when you spend that much time with one person. Yeah. And, you know, he has a background of it, too. Like his grandpa, I believe, ran and, you know, my dad ran. So there's a lot of stuff that we had. And and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big time introvert, you know, but with with Troy, there was something with Troy that, you know, he, we just we just clicked. And, you know, that's something else that that a lot of people don't think that they're going to get when they go to a competition. Yeah. You know, you're going to make mm-hmm. friends like that. But you do. You do. Or at least we did. Uh, yes, yeah, so- some of your best pair, some of your best pairings are, are, you know, somebody that's an introvert, real, real, you know, down. And then somebody that's really out there. And so like, like, <laughs> that's, that's what pairs me and Sean so well together. I, I, I do all the bullshit and he just laughs at me about it. So it's a good thing. Like, you know, you know, what is so funny about Troy is like, you, when I saw him at Hillbilly Jam, like, you know how you got a Hillbilly Jam and he was all the way down there at the end, right? You turn that corner and you hear and you see Troy all the way. You just know it's Troy, the way he talks, the way he walks, you know, <laughs> it's fantastic. It, so, some people light, light up the world around them, man. And, and, mm-hmm, that's, just, mm-hmm. and that's, so, that's awesome. So. When when you when you got the call to go film, um, is that was it what you were expecting? Like, uh, like as far the, as being down there. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have any expectations. I just I just cleared my mind and prepared for the journey. And you know, whatever I went through on my way there is what I went through. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and because, you know, in the past, you know, you have expectations for something and you set those expectations and they're not met and then you're disappointed. Well, I didn't want to be disappointed with the whole experience. So I just took it as I, I you know, got it and I rode with it. Okay. That's, that's so, a good way to do it. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, there was there was no expectations or anything. Like I said, I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I just went down there. And I had a job to do, and I went down there and I did my job. That was pretty much it. I, I really mm-hmm. like how everybody we talk to, they're all like, man, 
I was going on her to win. I was going on her for competition. And then like I get there and it's just it's just all friends and love yeah. and, and helping each other out and, and almost not wanting to beat the other person. It makes you feel bad to knock somebody off. And, oh, and <laughs> you know, it's like, man, I've I've grown to, to love and respect this person now. I don't want to beat them. I want to win, but I don't want to beat them. Like, can I beat somebody else? I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? It was in the end. It's like, it's like, haha, I won. Haha, I won. You know, you kind of jab a little bit, but you know, we we both sometimes really it's won. needed. Yeah, yeah, bragging rights are there. You know, sometimes. Yeah, and you know, they just have. caught me. They just caught me on a better day. That's all it was. So, because mm -hmm. he's, you know, he he can make some good stuff. They yeah. just caught me on a better day. <laughs> Hell yeah! You only got to get lucky once. Get that right. <laughs> That's <Sean>. right. <laughs> That's very true. That's right. <laughs> all that matters. Yeah. So, do you uh, after you come back? What was it like? I mean, did you have? Well, not 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 when you came back. Like after it aired, you know, did you get flooded with phone calls and stuff from people that you know? didn't know that you did that or um well no not really because I'm I'm kind of a private person and you know everybody in my social circle really knows what I I do it's not really a secret we can't you know I can't I can't hide it from my family and my people right. that really know me um and then I guess like the internet people well if they follow one of my accounts they know you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, when I had a couple people, but not not really, you know, not really anything surprising. Um, you know, of course, there are some people that I don't want to know, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but I wasn't, you know, you know, I wasn't really, you know, set up for to expect a bunch of these phone calls. Like, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you did that because, you know, pretty much everybody knew already. Cool. So, when you guys, I don't remember exactly, what was your guys' last run? Was it a clear run, or was it infused, or flavored, or? It was an aged run, um, but I also had honey in it also, uh, which clouded it up, but, you know, it happens. So, what was your mash build at the beginning, um? You're, you're, it brought you in, and when you used the honey, um, was that local? Was that Texas honey, or did you get it, it from? It was. It was local. I got it about fifty miles outside of Houston. Um, yeah, I, I ended up walking out of there with two five-gallon buckets of it, which is sixty pounds each, one hundred and twenty pounds of honey. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, it was. It, you opened it up, and it was like amazing the way it smelled. It. Actually, that my favorite part of Master Distiller, like they didn't even they didn't even air it, um, was when we were outside making our mash, and I pulled that lid off the honey, and it's December too, by the way, so uh -huh. I'm and it's cold, so you're not seeing bugs, and then all of a sudden, about ten minutes in, I see a bee. And then, you know, I see more bees and more bees and more bees. And then I'm swarmed with bees here after about 30 minutes of being outside. <laughs> and, and I usually freak out with the bees. You know, I don't, I don't want to get stuck or anything like that. But they I just stayed calm and they were hanging out with me, making my mash. And, you know, it was kind of cool to have the little bees there. December bees, huh? Yeah, December bees. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I've noticed... Uh... Because got a couple buddies, and every time they show honey from Texas, it, it's it looks almost red, really dark, mm -hmm. and almost red. And then like our our honey up here in Ohio, it's real golden and and light amber. So it's just it's wild how the different regions affect what that honey looks like and how it tastes. Oh, for sure. And when she told me where she what trees are like, what you know where the honey she gets it from i was shocked because here it's a trash tree like we don't we don't want those trees around because they're poisonous like you know but she gets the honey from from those bees and it makes a phenomenal honey huh. um, love, love honey one of, one of the first wines i ever made when i first started um i did a mead and then i did uh what i call viking's blood it's just honey with uh, cherries 
Mm. And that that's my favorite meat I ever made was the Vikings mm. blood. And I I I aged a, one bottle of it for like four or five years and I didn't want to finish it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so if you ever do make you a mead, you know, just a wine, uh, try honey and uh cherries and it'll be Oh god, that's ex expensive. <laughs> expensive, yeah. Worth every penny. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I know sure. drinking it, drinking it would be. Oh yeah, that honey, it's good. I've never made any honey, but I drank some of yours that you'd made, and uh, it was about one fifty, and it was a smooth. It was real good. Yeah, I I found a guy local, and he had a bunch of honey he wanted to get rid of, so um, he gave me four dollars a pound. I picked up thirty pounds from him, and I did a ten gallon wash with it, and and I liked it at one fifty. As opposed to when I proofed it down to a hundred, I enjoyed it way more at one hundred and fifty than I did a hundred. Really? Yes. It was like the character of it really came it, through a lot really, more. Yeah. Well, you know, surprisingly, like I wasn't expecting to really enjoy what I made, but surprisingly, I I enjoyed the honey. You know, that was that was actually the first time I had I had done that, mm -hmm. and that it it tasted fantastic i think my first the very very first run that i did my first jar on the table i thought that was actually my my better jar to me than than the final one nice. just because you know yeah you know that first virgin run nothing added nothing taken away you know but you know it's that's i think that goes back to we like it straight out we don't like to add anything to it so when it comes out of the still man if it's amazing I just I want to keep it there. I don't want to do anything to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, add add something to that. No, I'm just gonna go ahead and turn this clear jar back in. Like, I right? can't but, I can't ruin this. I don't want to ruin this. But that that wasn't the assignment. I know. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't ever very good at following directions. So I'm like, hey, I man. I know I know I know. But we're you know we're there to what? What are yeah. we there to win? Yeah, right? I know. I I understand. <laughs> Got to play yeah. the game. Got to play the I, game. I know. I know. I know. So. Sometimes that game is not fun, but that's what we signed up for. Sorry about that, guys. I had a, a technical difficulty here. The phone rang, and it's on a Mac, so it automatically goes onto this. <laughs> and I hit the decline, and it takes my screen off. And I'm like, oh, shit. Put your phone you don't on, do, on do not wait, you don't want to. You don't want to share your conversation? What's wrong? Well, I didn't exactly have a conversation to share. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, I was going to ask them. I can't remember what it was though. I actually wrote down some questions this time, but nice. I got through them pretty quick. Prepared early, huh? You got to prepare when it's early. You know, I'm not used to this. <laughs> so we are. We'll be back again Monday night. Our normal Monday night schedule is going to. We'll be back Monday night. Um, I don't know who Sean has on. So he'll figure it out. I don't remember out. who it is. Uh, is it DRC? No, it's no. A... Oh boy. Uh, whatever. We'll see you Monday. We'll figure it out then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jen. We having Jen. Jen. Episode. Oh, Jason Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having the Jen episode. Yep. Yep. Man. He's the winner of Jen. He uh, he's actually a chef. But anyway, we'll get into that. Chef. Yeah, next week. So, but yeah. Um. So. Would, I do have one question we generally ask every time. What's the smallest pot you've ran, and what's the biggest pot you've actually had the chance either to run or sit in while it was running? Mm, the smallest I've run is an eight-gallon pressure cooker now, that did, my dad made. Oh, your dad? That's my question. Did you make it or modify it? Or your dad, do you, my, you still have it, right? And you still have oh, it? Oh, of course. Yeah, well, I, I, I knew the answer to that question. Um, it's not in my possession when somebody is borrowing it, but, um, you know, they're learning, but it's, oh, yeah. you do still have, we didn't throw it away. Oh yeah, no, there's sure. a big, there's a big collection from my dad out in his garage about nice. things that, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot and a lot of modifications that he had done to like crawfish pots and, you know, stuff like that. That's um, awesome. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I'd like to make a museum out of some of the stuff that he's got back there. And the biggest is a 50 gallon that we run now. And, you know, I, I like that one because you can go straight from barrel to pot, you know, don't even have to mm -hmm. worry about, you know, pump it straight in and you're good Cop to go. Copper stainless on the 50. Oh, copper. Yes. I like the copper. So, <laughs> so how, 
what got you going on electric? I mean, just um, well, uh, I was tired of hauling around every time I would go get propane, I was tired of hauling around six, seven tanks. I was tired of, you know, big barbecue, you know, these little smart ass comments. I was tired of that. Um, I was tired of running out of propane at two 30 in the morning. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that, um, I got tired of and it got expensive. So when we upgraded to this pot, we made it to where we can run electric or propane. And, you know, electric is just kind of more efficient. And I don't really have to worry about scorching any of my stuff because we'll run. I don't, I don't put grain in there, but you know, if some grain happens to get in there, I don't have to worry about it scorching the bottom of my pot. Cause you know, my elements are about six to eight inches a foot off the bottom. And, you know, to me that heats up a little bit more evenly too. It doesn't have to strictly come from the straight from the bottom. You know, it's, it's stat. Um, it heats up a whole lot quicker um, you know, there's just a lot of benefits to it. How many elements do you have in that? Two. Two. 5,500? Uh, I, I don't know. that. You'd have to ask my dad on that <laughs> one. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. Just lie to me. I'm like, yeah, that sounds okay. about right. They're that, the big ones. <laughs> there we go. That's the answer we wanted. Yeah they're, the, they're, yeah, they're the big ones. They're okay. The big ones. So about how long does it take to get heat that up? Uh, it depends hour? on ooh, it depends on if it's winter time or summertime, uh, and it depends on winter know, time. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> if it's winter time, it takes about forty five minutes longer than if it does during the summer. Um, I can get I can get liquor uh, I can get liquor in about forty five minutes. If but yes. if I if I don't have jars if I don't you know have mm -hmm. like that, but I can I can get liquor in about forty five minutes. Yeah, um, that's moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, see, and that's something else I like to play with electric because you know I can crank it up and get that temperature up there, and you know, as you feel it, you know, getting hotter, you can bring it down that way it doesn't, you know, like take off too quickly, you know, get mm -hmm. it up, to, you know, get it up to heat and then back off a little bit. And it's direct heat, you know, you're not heating it through the bottom of the pot; you're mm -hmm. heating it directly mm -hmm. into the mash. Mm -hmm. Everything she said about electric, that's what it is. You know, it, it's cheaper, it's it's more efficient, it's easier to run. You're not hauling tanks, you're not yep. you're not worrying about running out of gas midway through. Um, and you don't have to worry about leaks near as much. Mm -mm. Yeah, you don't worry oh, about smelling yeah. gas. <laughs> and that that's something else too. Like um here's a term I learned on Master Distiller, a king's run. Um, whenever you're doing a king's run, I don't have to worry about making sure that my proof is below 80 or anything like that because I'm not running on, on an open flame. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, if, I, if I wanted to run 50 gallons of 100 proof, I could and not have to worry about it. Make sure, make sure <laughs> it covers up the elements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or the pot will blow up. Yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> Sean's old, pot, Sean's old pot went pow because they got too yeah. low. Oh, so yeah, that is the one downside to electric is you always got to make sure your elements are covered because they will burn out and they're mm. not cheap and they're a pain in the ass to replace. A, a, a sight glass just above your heat elements is always a good idea in your body. Mm -hmm. Then that mm -hmm. way, if for some reason you get that low, you see it immediately and you're not guessing. So mm -hmm. you know, if, if you got an all electric pot, you know, just uh, a sight glass about six inches above your elements might be, you know, try to try to stop a potential hazard before it happens. So had, mm -hmm. had there been one in that pot that, uh, that got of Sean's that got blown up, that wouldn't have happened. He would have known that, you know, the guy would have known like, Hey man, it's, there's not enough in here, and I never got to see that yeah. thing in person. I'm kind of sad about that. Old son did. <laughs> I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Well, it's funny though because I seen it. He posted a picture of it on his uh, distillery page, right? Well, he had this complete different barrel on there. So I'm like, what the hell? So I text him. He's like, yeah, about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, old it, is pot what up. it is. It happens, cool. you know. He, he learned a valuable nice. lesson. Nobody got hurt. That's and then yeah. you know we got to learn from his mistake, and we talk about it. So 
we're able to spread the message that says, hey, man, uh, make sure your liquid doesn't get below your elements or you got a bomb. <laughs> Sometimes co- even Literally. common knowledge needs to be, you know, expressed just to make sure it's still there. So, well, I feel, I feel like it's just, you know, this is a hobby that you have to slow down. You know, sometimes you're in a hurry, you're in a hurry, you're in a hurry, but like, it can be dangerous, you know, and I think that's going to be part of the reason why if it doesn't pass in Ohio, that's probably why, because there's a lot of idiots in Ohio and I am included in that. Well, you know, you know what? (laughs) I, it's, I think that that is part of why, like we get into it is because it makes you slow down. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't like li- living my life like a ping pong ball all the time. Right. You know, it makes makes you slow down. And and you, did not somebody say, what do you need more? Do you need education or do you need, um, what was it, um, education or imagination to run? You need education to run before you can have imagination. Because if you don't have education, you can kill yourself. You could kill your family. You could kill your neighbor, you know. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. Have now have you ran propane? You ran electric. Have you ever ran wood or tried it? No, but I would love to. Um, <laughs> I unfortunately don't have that opportunity to run wood the way my setup is. Um, but I would love to take you know a ten gallon out there and try it one time um, or a couple times. I know that that takes a whole lot of skill. You know, you got to get the fire hot. It, put it in pull it out you know you've got to work with that fire you've got to constantly stay there with that fire you can't you know put your jar up go take a 15 minute break you know go have you know whatever go to the bathroom and come back to it because it's not going to be what you did when you walked away you've got to stay there and you got to stoke it so to me that takes that's like that's hardcore I'm (laughs) i'm surprised they haven't ventured into that yet with uh master distiller you know what <laughs> would well they will now let's <laughs> right <laughs> let's 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 be honest um would you want to be working with some of these people around alcohol and really op- fire i wouldn't yeah uh, i don't like to be around sean with open flame and fire so <laughs> like I, like you know, fire fire yeah, like, not like, a propane fire but like because like okay I don't know about you, but I'm clumsy. Can you imagine somebody being around there and like tripping and just catching, <laughs> catching everything on fire? Oh yeah, I, I destroy stuff, man. I'm I'm a bull in a china shop. Like, hey man, you got a valve? You got a valve? <laughs> oh, I, I break stuff. I, I break myself most of the time. You know, like, it's I I can see the uh, I can see the the danger in that. Like you know, if first time I'm ever going to do what I'm going to use a cake. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a camera run it through a keg. I ain't gotta worry about burning it up. If I mess it up, it's just a keg, you know. Like so yeah. my, my, my first wood fire will be with a keg, and then that way I can be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna make this thing glow. I'm gonna make this thing glow red, and when I'm done with it, I'm gonna sell it to Sean. So he I'm just not gonna tell him what happened to it. So <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think we've had you on here long enough. Yeah, okay. So- Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And I apologize for last week. That was completely me. I dropped the ball on that one. Not used to doing it on a Saturday morning. I think it's definitely an option. Yeah. He might not want to. I don't matter. It's all good. (laughs) I'm I'm going to cook breakfast for everybody now, so it's all good. Everybody else is going to benefit. Yeah. Thanks for you know having the, the the morning for me. Thanks for working oh, with no me. No problem, you know? no problem. Anything. You know, we're honored and grateful that you know you you gave us your time to to sit yep. here and talk about your experiences and you know what you love and you know we learned a few things. You know, I always enjoy learning a few things and enjoy your your, your stories. Um, before we go, what is your ideal size still? If you could build any still of any size for you to run you know, that you would love, what would it be? 200 gallons. Nice. <laughs> nice. Now, what do you think? Yeah, uh, just a 200-gallon pot, um, no thumper, or you got to... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would definitely have a thumper. She's going to cheat. I'm going to... I got to cheat. It, it ain't cheating. I don't, That's the way I it's don't, done. <laughs> I don't fight fair. I don't fight fair, you know. That's right. Uh, I, and, you know, I'd probably have a nice 100-gallon... 
Fifty gallon thumper, fifty gallon thumper. You had me at least fifty. <laughs> had me hundred. Well, you know, I'm all about upcycling. We took that twenty that we used to run, and we took that twenty, and now it's you know she's got a new job. It's the it's the thumper for the for the fifties. So. You see that all the time, the, right? You when I take the all 50. the time, yeah, and when I take that fifty and make it a thumper for your hundred, and then right. take the hundred and make it well, a thumper for your two hundred. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're thrifty around here. We make stuff right? happen. So. That's yeah, awesome. that's that's about what I'd have said. You know, mine's a 150 with a 50 gallon thumper, and but mine great is, minds, great know, minds think alike, right? My mine is to where you could take the cap off the 150 and put it on the 50 and use the 50 as a still by itself. See, we have that option. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's amazing. There you go. Right. I like so, her better than you, Sean. You're out, Sean. She's, the, she's a new co-host. <laughs> I don't like it. She'd get tired of me real quick. It's cool. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. But... <laughs> I agree. I get tired of myself sometimes. So, but uh, so you said something about distillery. Mm-hmm. Let everybody know again where you're going to be and who all is going to be there. That way they can show up if they're local. Okay, so it's in Leesville, Louisiana. Um, it's called um, Louisiana Moonshine Company. Uh, I'm going to be there, and Troy's going to be there, and I believe um, Hicks is going to be there too. And there, we're all veterans, and the Tom, he's also a veteran. His partner's a veteran. And Oh, and it's right next to Fort Polk too. And from what I hear, they have a delivery service that delivers moonshine from the distillery to the soldiers on post. Dude, that's the so, <laughs> right. That's legit. Like, I, I can't that place even is imagine. Make it by leaps and bounds. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> right, I couldn't even imagine having that service when I was enlisted. Like I would never leave the barracks. Like ever. <laughs> Sean, you know we're right by Wright Patterson Air Force Base. You know? that's true. <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> just say it just say it that's true <laughs> all right well we'll let you we'll let you get on with your saturday and uh like i said we we appreciate you being on um thank you for your service we're always yeah, grateful no, my pleasure my pleasure and um you know you ever want to come back on in the future just let us know we're always about having people on i know uh we're booked out till march which is amazing that's wild to me <laughs> Sean's got us booked out till March. So if you want to be awesome. on before then, just tell Sean you want to come on a Saturday morning. We'll make it happen. Yep. So, you know. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. But, uh, Thanks for having me, y'all. It's been thank fun. you. Congratulations on your win and, and good luck on anything you got going on in the future. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank and you. Hope everybody has a great day and enjoy your Saturday. And we'll see you Monday with the Jet episode yep, Monday night at nine. You have a great <laughs> evening. Don't log off when we when we leave. Don't log off. <laughs> We want to talk for a minute. So, everybody have everybody have a great night, and uh, everybody shine on, shine on.